0: To the Core Happiness Podcast. I'm your host, Casey Banks, a mindset and positive psychology coach. On this podcast, we discuss all things related to creating happiness from within. So let's do it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Core Happiness. Today, we're going to be talking about setting healthy boundaries. I really feel like I should have done this episode a lot earlier in the series, probably right off the bat, because if you've listened to the, any of the previous episodes, you'll know healthy boundaries is truly the cornerstone of achieving internal happiness or achieving internal peace. And we talk about setting boundaries, but I think for a lot of people, it's what does that actually mean? A lot of what I talk about, I say in terms of a tip or maybe an action step, something to do is to set boundaries. But then it dawned on me of what does that mean? Like we should probably break it down, define it, give examples. How to set boundaries. Because I think when you hear the term boundaries, a lot of people immediately think, okay, well, that's just me saying no. And I don't want to say no. I don't want to be mean. I don't want to be selfish. I don't want to seem like I don't care. But the truth is, not having healthy boundaries is what can cause us to feel overextended or exhausted, or we spend too much time and energy on things that we don't value. And then we just feel depleted and then we don't end up as our best selves when in reality, having a healthy boundary would help us to feel more in control. We would be able to protect our time, protect our energy, protect our emotions even, which would help us from feeling stressed to not feel so overwhelmed. We would have better relationships, but just overall feel more confident. So let's break it down. What are boundaries and how do we set them? First, there are different types of boundaries. And I'll go through just kind of the main areas to think about when. You think about setting a boundary, it could be in any of these, or it could be in multiple. So the first is going to be physical, which I think a lot of us are aware of. That can be physical space, personal space. It could be touch. It could be anything regarding privacy, just unwanted physical contact. I know for me, I think about when I'm standing in line, I do not like standing in line, guys. I really don't. I I feel like I'm invading someone's personal space. And then I feel like sometimes if the person behind me is a little too close, they're invading my personal space. I know some people who have a boundary with hugging or just personal touch. Sometimes you have the people who come at you, arms open, ready for a huge hug. And honestly, I'm one of these people. I love a hug. I'm a hugger. But I do know people who are like, look, I'm not a hugger. And they've set that boundary. That's their personal space and they don't like people croaching on their personal space, totally get it, respect it. An emotional boundary is another one that we often hear a lot about because it's about t- protecting your feelings and protecting your emotions. This one is hard, I think, because it includes saying no to things that make you feel uncomfortable. It includes how much you share with others. And in this day and age where we share so much of ourselves and so much of ourselves is online or on social media, and it's somebody's timeline or at somebody's feed. We're constantly sharing a lot about ourselves. And depending on like, you know, you're tagging people. Some people may not like to be tagged or it's so many different meanings today. But emotional boundaries could be as simple as just saying no to a request that makes you feel uncomfortable. If you've listened to any of the previous episodes, I do talk a lot about that intuition that we all have, or some people call it an inner voice. But if something doesn't feel right to you, It's okay to say no. It really is okay to say no. And you don't always have to explain yourself. You don't have to explain yourself to a lot of people. But just say, you know, I'm uncomfortable with that or that just makes me uncomfortable and I would rather not. It could be that simple. But whatever you need to do to protect your feelings or emotions or or sometimes it's even going into a situation that you know is going to trigger you. And it's setting a boundary around that. Like, I might not want to go into that situation at all. Or I might limit my time in that situation or being around a certain person, whatever it is. If it's affecting your feelings and it affects your emotions and you're aware enough to know what those triggers are, then you can set a boundary around whatever that trigger may be. The big one for me in terms of boundaries has always been time. And I'll tell you, I think that is maybe the number one that I hear the most. It's also the one I struggle with most. Time's a hard one. And especially with work. And in this remote world situation where you're no longer going into an office where you can just clock in at a certain time and clock out at a certain time, you have your personal time, your personal life entwining with your work time and your work life. And it creates a lot of overlap, but it's not so great for ourselves. And having to set that boundary, because it's not built in anymore, right? It's not getting into a car and physically leaving we have to build in that boundary now of okay, work time is over. This is now my personal time, and because work is now in your personal space for those remote workers, that can be kind of troublesome. Even if you do go into the office, I know people who come home at the end of the day and they still bring their work home with them. Right, they're still having to check their email on their phone, or or they may have to jump on a phone call. I was actually talking with a friend over brunch this past weekend, and she was telling me how her niece of a younger generation was like look I don't do what you guys used to do I don't go to work and then if it's oh you got to work overtime and you have to work the weekends she was like if I'm paid to be there from 8 to 4 I am there from 8 to 4 and I do the job that is outlined on my job description and if it goes above my job description then we'll have to talk about it I don't just do it but she was very clear on like this is the time that you're paying me to work but within that time, these are the specific things that I've been hired to do. And that's what I'm doing. This is what you paid me to do. This is in my contract. This is what I'm going to do. You don't get extra time and services for free. She had very clearly established that boundary and was dicking by it. And that's a lot of confidence that I wish I had when I was younger, (laughs) because I'll tell you, that would have saved me some 90 hour weeks pretty early on in my career. But one of the most valuable things we have in our life is time. And so I applaud those who stand up and, and protect that time. But I thought that was a beautiful example of someone setting a boundary and sticking to it. Another boundary that I feel like we should talk about more, even though it's come up more frequently recently, is a mental boundary, is where you protect your thoughts and your beliefs. And I think a great example of this that has happened recently, so over the last couple of years, especially around the holidays when you know you're going to be getting together with friends, family, extended family, people you haven't seen for a while, and you usually gather in large groups. And you can have polarizing topics, which could be religion, it could be politics, it could be anything to where there's usually not a middle ground. And going into it, it's the idea of we're coming together, we want to have fun, we want to create the sense of togetherness and let's not talk about polarizing topics. Let's not talk about anything that would divide us. And that's a boundary that is established on protecting the mental space. Those are the main boundaries that most people deal with on a daily basis. And again, those were physical, mental, and time, but there are some more uncommon ones that I'm going to touch on just because I feel like they're equally as important. The first of those is going to be expectations, setting boundaries around expectations. It's not allowing other people to set unrealistic expectations for you and vice versa. But I think unrealistic expectations are something that plagues pretty much all of us day in and day out, whether it is the expectation we have on ourselves, whether it's the expectation we have on others, or vice versa, whether it's the expectation others have on us. And I think that's one of the things that I've seen that can really affect relationships. It can really affect working relationships, personal relationships, romantic relationships. So expectations can be a relationship killer. And I think it is so, so very important to think about your expectations of yourself because we are our own worst credit for sure. Think about your expectation of others. Is it fair? Is it realistic? And then set boundaries around that. Speaking of partners, another one that is very important that most people don't talk about what should be mentioned is a sexual boundary. And this is just about protecting your right to make decisions about your own body and sexuality and what you're comfortable with and verbalizing that and vice versa, accepting what your partner's boundaries are. And it can eliminate a lot of awkwardness and just helps to ensure that you're on the same page and that you're respecting each other and just makes for a greater experience. The last one is financial boundaries. And this one isn't talked about so much because really what we call it is budgeting. Most people think, well, if I have a budget and I stick to it, that's my financial boundary. And to be fair, a budget is a financial boundary. But it also could include your feelings on lending money. Some people have a boundary on, I don't lend money to family and friends, or I don't lend money without knowing exactly when I'll get it back, or whatever it is around financial resources and setting a boundary around that. If it is a budget and it's don't want to spend over X amount on eating out, I don't want to spend over X amount on entertainment. That's fine. Those are all financial boundaries. Now that we've talked through a couple of areas for setting boundaries, now here's the big part. How do we set that boundary? Because I know even for myself, I have a lot of trouble setting boundaries when it comes to my emotional boundary and when it comes to my mental boundaries. Why is it so difficult to set boundaries? Well, in my opinion, I think it's difficult because there's this perception that we have to explain and then that explaining could cause judgment. Are they going to think that I'm being selfish? Are they going to think that this is stupid? Are they going to think that I'm not cool or fun or they don't want to be friends with me anymore? None of us want to be misunderstood and none of us want to be judged. And I think that's where it becomes hard to set boundaries. It's the fear of what would happen. How is my boundary going to be received? So let's talk through some tips. And these are tips that have been talked about in positive psychology and cognitive behavioral therapy and from my own personal experience. So I'm going to be sharing the tips that I found most useful, but there are other resources which I will get to in a minute that has additional tips. Number one is be clear about your needs and wants and what that means is internally. You have to be self-aware and very clear with yourself. Be very honest with yourself about what you need, what do you want, how is that gonna affect you? Do you have triggers? How's that gonna affect other people? For me, there are times where I am very extroverted and there are times where I'm very introverted. Maybe it's the labor in me. I don't know. Maybe it's the balance of the scales, but I do need a balance. And for years, I've had to work on establishing what that boundary means. And it has to really require me to be self aware enough to know what my triggers are. How am I going to feel? How am I going to react? How is that going to affect other people? And over the years, I'm getting closer to figuring out a good boundary that works, knowing what I need. So for me, for example, if I know I'm going to have a jam to pack weekend and I'm going to be constantly out and about or be around social settings. I know that the next day, I need some downtime. And I make sure to schedule it that way. And if somebody reaches out and they're like, hey, you know, we're wanting to invite you to this thing. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. And I may want to go. But if I look at my schedule and I see that I'm already committed to a jammed packed day the next day, I'm most likely going to say no. And I simply say, I'm sorry, I already have plans. And the plan could be that I am staying home that day. But me staying home is still a plan. So it's taken me a long time to get there because I want to go, but I also know that I'm going to be exhausted and then I can get short or snappy and then that can affect other people. And so it really has to be about being self-aware. I'm doing what's best for myself, but I'm also doing what's best for the people that I'm committed to the next day. And then once you're clear on what that boundary is or what you need, you just have to communicate that. And you can always communicate it in a respectful way. It doesn't have to be snappy. It could just be like, I'm uncomfortable with that, or I'd rather not at this time, or I'm sorry, I have plans maybe another time. If it's work, happy to look into that for you. But at the end of the day, I will look into it first thing in the morning when I log back on for work. It doesn't have to be nasty. It doesn't have to be mean. But when it comes to establishing what your boundary is, you have to speak it and you have to be clear. Now, here's the part about that. You don't have to explain. I want to make sure that everybody's hearing that because speaking your personal boundary and telling somebody that you have a boundary does not mean you have to explain your boundary. If somebody says, well, I don't get it, that's okay. It's not for them to get it. It's your boundary. All that they need to understand is that this is important for you. It's something that you really care about And you're setting the boundary. That's all I need to know. This is important to you. You don't have to explain more than that. And you might have to be assertive. And that's okay. But you don't have to explain if you don't want to. Because I think a lot of times we fear that backlash. There's going to be judgment. There's going to be all these thoughts about me. And the fact that I'm saying no. Or the fact that I don't want to do this thing. Or join this thing. Or whatever it is. But all you have to do is respectfully decline. So don't be afraid to say no. And if they say why, you can elaborate if you like to. That is entirely up to you. But you don't have to. It could just be like, I'm just unable to at this time, but maybe next time. The other tip, which we talked about a little bit, is just make sure that they're realistic. And sometimes you may have to compromise on a boundary. But that's usually, again, up to you. And if you're feeling like it's something you can compromise on. And if you have the trouble in any of these areas, it is always beneficial to talk to a professional, whether a therapist or a counselor or somebody, because sometimes what could happen, and this has happened to me, and I can be very honest about this, but what could happen is sometimes you're so close to a boundary that you're like, oh, wait a minute, this is realistic. I think it's realistic. But then when you get an outside perspective, It's, oh, well, maybe that wasn't too realistic or also the vice versa has happened where I wasn't specific enough. I thought I was setting boundaries at a job, let's say, and was talking to a professional about it. And I'm like, I just don't understand. I feel so disrespectful because they're not respecting my boundary. And then once we kind of dug through it of how was I communicating it? How was I holding that boundary? Was I giving too much? Was I compromising too much? Yes, I was. So then they didn't have a reason to respect the boundary. So sometimes if you have trouble setting boundaries, it is helpful to get an outside perspective. Somebody who, again, is non-judgmental. If it's not a professional, just find a non-judgmental friend, family member, somebody that you can talk to, be open with, somebody that can kind of know you too and help you with how to communicate, make sure that you're getting your point across. But then also, to work on yourself. How do you hold yourself accountable to stay true to yourself? Don't let people constantly break your boundary because then you won't have a boundary. And then I know I say this a lot, but I'm going to say it again because I think there are some people who need to hear it. I said it in the last couple of episodes too, but the last resort is don't be afraid to walk away if somebody is constantly breaking your boundary because. That leads to an unhealthy relationship because when somebody is consistently breaking a boundary that you've already established is very important to you, you've established it means a lot to you, and they constantly break it, that is a sign of disrespect and it's a poor way to treat you. The reason I say this, and I always say it as a last resort, but if you are in any type of relationship, whether it is personal or whether it's a work relationship or whether it's a romantic relationship and someone is not acknowledging that a boundary is important to you or at least trying and they simply are treating it as though you don't have a boundary or that you didn't share that you had a boundary or they're just treating it like they don't care that you have a boundary. That's unhealthy for both of you. And so last resort could be that you might need to step back from that relationship. Now, overall, Whenever we're setting healthy boundaries, it's going to be challenging at first. We are going to struggle with towing the line between staying firm and bending and compromising. And I can speak from experience. I've told you, like, I've been on the compromising side. I'm like, okay, well, this time, well, maybe this time. But in the beginning, you have to stay firm. And that's the difficult part. And once you can get past that difficult part, it's so worth it in the long run. Because when you set healthy boundaries and you enforce them, you're taking care of yourself, you're protecting your well-being, you're protecting your time, you're protecting your energy. I'm telling you, you're going to feel so much better. And that usually becomes the momentum. Because once you've set a good boundary, here's how you know when you've set a really good boundary, is when you set it, you adhere to it, others respect it, and you feel so good. The feeling you get is you feel like, okay, this is good. And that feeling becomes momentum to keep enforcing that boundary. And again, and if you're unsure if a boundary you're setting is healthy or if it's going to be effective or if you've set a boundary and you feel like it's not working, there are so many books and websites and other information. A book that I read that I absolutely love and highly recommend is by Nedra Glover-Twab and it's called Setting Boundaries. Finding Peace, a Guide to Reclaiming Yourself. It's phenomenal and it gives additional tips beyond what I've shared here today on how to set healthy boundaries. It's a great book. If you are going through the journey of setting boundaries or if you're dealing with any type of codependency, it's just a great book. I encourage you to check it out. So, the main takeaway for today's episode is that you're not alone. We all need to set boundaries. And with technology making us so accessible via our phones, we're always available. Email, texting, phone calls. And we just don't have the boundaries like we used to. So I feel that every single one of us could benefit from setting a boundary or two. The important thing is to know your boundary, set them, communicate them, be clear about what your boundary is, hold that boundary, be consistent and take care of yourself. I thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to rate it or leave a review. If you have any thoughts or questions, I would love to hear from you. You can email podcast at corehappiness.com. For show notes and additional resources, you can visit www.corehappiness.com. As always, please remember, never let anyone diminish your light. Until next time, Sending you my love.